Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, Kevin. Hey, Rob. Happy Thursday. Oh, my God. You're actually in my apartment. We are looking at each other. We're sitting on the couch, on the yellow couch. I hear music when I look at you. (laughs) That's the only... That's Jerome Kern, right? Yeah, it sounded like I'm Jerome Kern. Uh, you know, I must say, I prefer sitting with you face-to-face with these things. Really? We, listeners, we often do them on Skype because we'll be away or, we're, you know, Rob's in California half the year. And <laughs> <laughs> Why are you making me sound like an old retired person? <laughs> Rob's in Palm Springs half the year. I gotta play shuffleboard. Oh. <laughs> it's time for the shuffling. Oh. Canasta's at four o'clock. I'm Is so it really? excited. Oh, you're joking. I got so nervous for a second. You know, there's a... Um, I don't want to miss Canasta. There's a bridge club where we record at Shetler Studios on 54th Street. Oh, I and know. And if you get up on the wrong floor, you walk down the hallway because you get in the elevator and you're like, what's what's going on? Why are there, oh, there's an old person casting going down here? No, no, no. That's bridge club. Didn't I tell you about the time the woman knocked me out of the way on the elevator to get to bridge club? <laughs> She's gonna be late. She her four because it's a four hander, and if you miss, you're you know it's a partner game. Oh, so this you better woman, not, don't mess around. So we recorded Shetler Studios. Um, it's like Shetler's on three floors. They like own the whole thing now. I feel. Like. But all these other floors are like there's like doctors' offices and stuff like yeah. that. And at one time I was waiting. For, I got on the elevator, and this old woman like knocked me out of the way to get on the elevator. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm the only one there, so I'm like, right, we're all gonna like, fit. You're fine. We're all fitting don't in worry. this elevator. But make sure that the door's gonna close. She got nervous. She goes, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and. Immediately, I thought, I know there's a doctor's office here, yeah. so obviously she's going through something. Some stroke. I said, I'm so sorry, are you doing... No, she, she didn't have a stroke. <laughs> like, someone's dying on the fifth <laughs> floor, and she has to, like, go and say goodbye yeah. to him. And she's like, she was like, this. I hired somebody to teach me how to play bridge, and he's waiting for me, and I'm so nervous. I feel so bad that I'm keeping him waiting for so long. I need to learn how to play bridge. And the door's open, and she flew away. And I was like, if all my acting students... But I'm like... <laughs> When I tell them, like, you have to make everything life or death stakes, stakes, and they're like, I don't understand that, I'm like, you should have watched Sadie, Sadie, Married Lady trying to learn how to play Canasta. That's raising the stakes. Because that's really raising the stakes. And she also raised her bid. No. She raised her stakes and she raised her bid. It was a happy day of Canasta for everybody. (laughs) 
as soon as I learn how to play backgammon, that's when I think I'm ready to leave this earth. Oh, I enjoy backgammon, I must say. Do you know how to yeah, play we it? we just started playing, actually, Sutton and I. Really? Not just, like, a year ago. Yeah, I don't know bought, how to play backgammon. Yeah, it's fun. I used to play it when I was a kid, what, too. It's just, it's just people, like, rolling things, and they kind of look like Oreos. Yeah, that's basically it, actually. That's how it. do you play backgammon? I really don't you, know. You, you have to set up the, the board a certain way with a certain number of, of little those little discs on each, little pieces on each one, and you, you your goal is to get all of yours home, and you have to, there's, like, an order, and you can... Was this invented I'm not going to explain it right depression. now. This is like the most boring conversation this ever This feels like right a now. game that was invented in the Depression. Probably, or before that. It and everybody seems like was a Victorian like, this is a, thing or something. Oh, I Victorian? Bet. I bet. They couldn't have sex, so they decided to play well, backgammon. Yeah, obvi, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, listeners, hi. Welcome back to Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living, Broadway's Living Legends. What was it Queen Elizabeth used to say? No, it wasn't know. Queen Elizabeth. I don't know. It was what British mothers used to say to their British daughters when they on their wedding night. They were like, just lie back and think of England. No way. Yeah, because sex was supposed to be dirty and horrible. Oh, God. And the only reason you're doing it is procreating so there'd be more citizens of the United Kingdom. Oh so God. the advice that mothers used to give to their daughters was just lie back and think of England. Take that, hands, handmaid's tale. <laughs> <laughs> um, how's your week? How you doing? It was good. It's been, it's been a good week. Lots of yeah. good things. We just did a wonderful show at the club called Our Table. Yes. That was uh, music by David Shire. The great David Shire, previous guest. Previous guest and directed by Richard Malpey Jr. Another great Multiple director. previous guests. Yeah. He's been with us many, many, many times. Many times. He's getting jealous that Leroy is having so much time. Now, Richard was fun. We had a good time yeah, yesterday. It was a good time. It was like sold out. We sold out really fast. It's wonderful. It's, I think it's really nice to be presenting new works. Of course. I think it's just, it's always nice to have new things coming oh, out. Oh, I, I quite and agree. I, yeah. I hate to say this because we're such old Broadway history fans. Mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of excited that this season we only have two revivals. Isn't that, that means wild? there's new works. Yeah. You know, yeah. do you remember the years when it was like, all revivals, oh, yes, and then course. maybe you had a new musical thrown in well, there. It does ebb and flow, doesn't it, from year to year? And there's it really no ebbs and flows. The, <laughs> the, there's no rhyme or reason, though. It's not like new shows are cultivated, and you know. But revivals are just like who's got the money, who owns the property, or you know has bought the, exactly. the rights for it or whatever. Exactly. It. But um, yeah, you're right. The, wait, it's Kiss Me, Kate, and Oklahoma. Oh, the duh. Hello, the Oklahoma. The Oklahoma. The transfers. That's pretty exciting. In actually. from St. Anne's Warehouse. Yeah, that was one of my top ten lists. Yeah. Where they make chili for you apparently well i love chilling and do you really i do we just i just made it the other day just well, two days I, ago. I, whoa 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 where come was on my invitation to queens. come to queens come on over to my house who sings that i don't know is that doris day no it's not it's rosemary clooney oh nice oh, someone else is probably yelling at me like it's not <laughs> rosemary clooney it's margaret white you don't know anything rob you don't know nothing <laughs> Oh, and uh, sad, uh, sad news we just learned today. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk great, about great, it. Great, great, great Kay Ballard has left us. Um, and, you know, so often we, we hear about these legends that pass and we didn't get to talk to them. But this is one that we did get to, well, you got to talk to. Um, and you were at our house. You were, there's yeah. a great picture of you holding her hand. And yeah. it's just so sweet, Rob. Kay yeah. Ballard um, was so sweet. I was back in L.A. She agreed to an interview. It had to be in person. Totally yeah. fine. Well, great. So um, she lived in Palm Springs, California, which was about a two and a half hour drive. Oh, my. And so I was on the phone getting directions. And she goes, you know, you make you get off this exit and then you make a left here and then you make a right on on, on Kay Ballard Street. Shut up. And I was like, I said, no, 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 no. But what's your, what's your street called? And she goes. Kay Ballard. They named the, they named the street. <laughs> they literally named the street after, after her. Kay Ballard. That's so Palm Springs. <laughs> and her house was a living landmark. The city of Palm Springs, because she lived there, decreed it a living landmark. Aww. And so as you went to the house, there was a plaque. Oh, my goodness. She was so wonderful mm. and so nice and so sweet and so funny and still with it. Oh, yeah. The hearing, you know, was iffy. Sure. But mentally... 
Everything right was there. Oh, my God. She had great stories. And so we encourage all of you, you know, go back and listen to our interview with her because it was really a fabulous interview and she was great. You and did a really good job. Yeah. One of the things, please, she, she, yeah. she's like... Ke- she's one of those, yeah, go for, yeah. No, no, Kevin and I sometimes have, you know, like any interview, there's some yeah. people where... It's a lot of different kinds of interviews. There's different kinds of a lot of, of pulling we, teeth. Yeah. And then there's some where you ask one question and then they just go off to the races. And lots like it's almost like we can leave the room. Right. We look at each other sometimes and are like, oh, okay, well, this well, is great. We're fine. We have to focus it a little bit sometimes, but But just, most of the time. Yeah. So but and then of course there's the ones where you're like, Can anything? Yeah, just <laughs> something. Like, Did you do this show? Yeah. How was it? Fine. <laughs> okay, Pat Birch. <laughs> She was great. I until we talked about Greece too, and then she was there. She was off on Greece too. And oh then yeah, so she, was I. She was good. Her best mm. story. Oh, I can't tell it though. Her best story, folks, is when we went off the air. Yeah. All I'm going to say about this, I'm going to give you a hint of what this story was. She was choreographing the first Wives Club, the movie. Remember the movie, guys, with Diane Keaton and Barb, like the little and sequence Midler, when they Golding you know, Hawn, yeah. At some point in the movie, I think it's like the end of the movie, correct me, my first Wives Club fans, is the three of them like dancing down the street at the end of the movie, the yes. three actresses. It's like 12 o'clock at night. Let's just say that Miss Hawn did not remember a step, and Miss Midler was pretty flawless. Of course. And uh, was not happy about this right. and decided to retire to her uh, dressing room mm-hmm. until Miss Hawn had learned the steps. This is all allegedly, allegedly from Miss Birch. Allegedly, and Miss Birch was the one who had to go in and tell Miss Midler mm-hmm. to come out of her dressing room and continue shooting. Um, maybe one day we'll tell that story. <laughs> kind of just did, but oh, it gets better because yeah, right. it, it involves Pat Birch yelling and screaming at the top of her right. lungs. I knew you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, when you were in a bathhouse. Yes. So anyway, oh my that's god, it. I love it. So we won't tell that story. Once uh, again, this but, is all a legend. Where, but but Kay, um, but Kay Ballard, yeah, going I'm back sorry. to Kay Ballard. Wow. I'm so sorry. I did it, mom. Though I got it back. I got us back on track. That's good. Does your mom tell you that we go off track? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Does, does, now does your mom now she give us notes? Hates that we're like talking about it right now. Why? Because yeah. I don't know. She's. We'll take notes. Hi, mom. So your mom gives um, us notes. That's fine. <laughs> no, but she's like, sometimes I worry that you're not going to get back again. But that's I, I also have like a we joke about that within my family as well because, as you know, I often do that my, sometimes. My my dad only <laughs> says to me about the podcast. He goes, "When are you going to interview Sammy Khan?" I'm like, "Dad, Sammy Khan's been dead for dead, forty dead, years." Dead. <laughs> my dad likes to play this joke. I don't know what it is. We're, we'll be driving, and he'll be like, uh, uh, "He has this idea." I don't know where it comes from that he wants to do a bit where Sammy Khan writes songs that predicts the future. So random and esoteric. So like Sammy Khan in like 1947 is writing a song called like, I'll send you an email. And everyone's like, Sammy, what's email? And Sammy's just like, you'll see. So Sir, I don't know. I don't know what my father is talking All right, about. Well, workshop time, that. But. Get Mel Miller to do it. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kay Ballard, truly. Musicals but tonight. Go presents. listen to you know um, the Carnival. I love Carnival. Her on Carnival. Go listen to her in Carnival. Go listen um, to her. the Follies. Oh um, my gosh! Not you know not the Follies, but the Paper Mill Follies. <laughs> not like the, the nineteen nineteen Follies. No, but yeah, that Paper Mill Follies was she, amazing. Um, in addition to that, go online. There's a bunch of great stuff of her clips from her on YouTube performing in lots of different things. Um, she was on a television series for three years called The Mothers-in-Law, which mm. is really funny. And it re- she sings on that. Like, mm-hmm. 
every episode. But it also shows you what a funny comic talent she oh was. God. She was special. And Full Monty. She did Full Monty for a little bit. I she think did I Full saw Monty. Her. Yeah. I would say the closest thing we have to Kay Ballard today is a Beth Level. Yes. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I think if I'll you love you Beth Level, then I think you're really yeah. going to love Kay Ballard. True comedian. True who really comedian. sing. Like Beth. Beth can. Beth can, I mean, everyone always talks about how funny she is, but she can. Her pipes oh. are insane. But Kay Ballard was the same yeah. way. Yeah. Absolutely the same yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and when I went to interview her, the sweetest, most generous person. And I was telling this to Kevin before we went on the air. When I met with her, she was telling me that she was worked. Somebody had approached her about making a documentary about yeah. her life. And she was waiting for the documentary to be released. And last week, the documentary was finally shown in Palm Springs in her hometown. And she said, after it was shown to everybody and got very good reviews, by the way, she said, this makes me so happy the documentary is finally seen. I can die happy now. Oh and she passed. And then oh. she passed. Um, she re- and she was a pioneer, I think, in terms of comedy, especially when it comes to females in comedy. Most definitely. We always think, oh, Lucille Ball. Sure. We go, Lucille Ball, Carol Burnett. Mm. She's in there, folks. Oh, yeah. She's really, really in there. Um, and she also did some weird musicals. Molly, which was the Molly Goldberg. <laughs> Remember that one? Oh gosh, yes. What was the one? Help us out, folks. I think it was called Royal Flush. which was, I, It closed out of town, but it was like she was like a queen trapped in the bathroom. In, oh, Royal Flush. Yeah, in I the 1600s. It. Oh, wow. I'm surprised that didn't I'm not, make it. I can't believe <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> What's the That's Hamilton? The, is that the elevator pitch? That's wow. A, <laughs> Kay Ballard gets Jeez. caught in the bathroom. But you get it? Royal get Flush? It? Okay. I think she mm. would have done... I'm. Sh- she might have done it at some point. Minnie's Boys. I think she would have been a great oh, Minnie's sh- Boys. She would have been a great Mama Rose. Yeah. So go YouTube her... Kay Ballard. Raise a glass. And raise a glass. She yeah. was a great guest. I'm so, I hate when we lose a guest. I know. I hate when we lose a guest. I just hate it. I know. It's weird. We've been doing this for three years. Three years now, Rob. Three years? Yeah. But so it's bound to, I mean, it's, you know, we've, time we've, ticks on. Sadly, we've lost four. We lost George S. Irving, Rick McKay, oh, God, Charlotte Ray, yeah. and um, and now Kay. Yeah. That's it, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Knock wood for us. Boy. God bless them. God glad bless we, them all. God, we got those stories. Yes, so thank you. So raise, yeah. raise a glass to Kay Ballard yeah, that's right. and go watch an episode of The Mothers-in-Law. Because <laughs> that's what I'll be doing tonight, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Um, hey, let me ask you a question. Yeah, what's up? Hey, Kevin. Hey, Rob. <clears throat> um, can you explain, if you if you can? Uh-oh. No, don't say uh-oh. What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, look, I have a feeling I know what you're going to ask me, but go ahead. Can you explain why um, equity is... Okay, Kevin's looking this up. You don't have to look it up, well, Kevin. I want to have all the right facts, to be perfectly honest. Or you know what? Ma- I, I'm more let, music director now than I actor. I know you are. So. Then let me present it this way, maybe to our listeners, because our listeners might be able to help us out. There is an issue going around right now that uh, Actors' Equity says, not a, hashtag not a lab rat. Hashtag not a lab rat. Um, and it sounds like there's two things going on. One, that uh, on a lab contract, the a- actors are asking for a raise in pay, which they have not had for 10 years, I believe. I believe that's point one. Right. These so, are the developmental labs that developmental we're talking labs. Specifically where, you know, I just did one last year, actually, as uh, with my actor hat on, and it was two weeks. It was we were doing a, a walking on the moon, which was done at ACT, was or AR, the one in San Francisco, the one in the West Coast. ACT. ACT yeah. And they were the, it was a two-week thing. We got paid very you know for a lab well you know because that's that's the rules and then all the work that we did i wasn't guaranteed I, I, first of all it's about the jewish people in the catskills and well hello and so i wasn't it was just to do the lab i was hired as an actor to participate in this lab to be a voice to be a sight reader to do a, be a guinea pig we the 
choreographer tried out dance moves with us. We partnered a little bit to see if, if it, so they could, they're testing, they're, they're using us as, as, as bodies basically. And then some actors will invest in really like Book of Mormon. Those actors helped create what was going on. Those, those original actors got a piece of the show when the show was then taken to Broadway. So, so, mm-hmm. so if I understand correctly, so there's two points going on here. One is saying that they want a raise in pay because mm-hmm. the raise has not, there has been an increase in pay in about 10 years or so. Yes, increase the, yes, the minimum salary for these developmental labs. Okay. That's right. So that's point one. And then point two is, is it profit sharing? Is well, it yes, points? They're, they're, is they're it... fighting to get, so that the actors will get due credit for the, you know, the work that they do in these developmental uh, labs. So the, the, and then when the show moves on, that if it goes to Broadway, that the equity is fighting to get profit sharing for the people who take part in these labs. So a question for you, or for our listeners as well, because I'm a little bit unclear. Mean Girls did it just recently, and they got praised for that. But... So, so let's say that I'm in a developmental lab for Working Girl the Musical. Okay. Okay. I'm in the lab. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, I do not go on with the show from the lab to the Broadway production. Right. I I will still receive compensation? I think so. Um, So let me me ask you this. I I hate to ask this. Let's say that um, I'm in the lab and I don't really, I don't want to say contribute anything, but I, I sing the notes as written and I say the dialogue as written and I don't give any input, and I don't ad lib anything, and I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty, that was me in the lab. I did. I'm I didn't pretty do much anything. doing it, what's that's right. what's on the page, yeah. and I'm not contributing anything else, artistically, imaginatively, or creatively beyond what's on the page. Am I still going to get points, or is there somebody in the room that's like? Kevin spoke more than Rob, so Rob's not going to get anything, but Kevin's oh, going to get anything. I think no, I don't think these are tra- honest questions. I, don't I really don't know how this like works. That. I think that the, the the point is going to be that that cart like if you're if you're in the lab, then and you and I, I I honestly don't know if you move on with the show or if you don't move on with the show if you get that work, but I would think if you worked in the lab, then you are a part of it. But um, that yeah, they they uh, I don't know the difference. I mean, I don't know if. I don't do our know. listeners know? Yeah. This is this is an actual conversation. So then, my, my next question for you: Because if you don't do anything, then really, should you be getting a profit share? If you really are just a, you're hired to be an actor, but you're not hired to be creative. Some of those labs are they are very involved. You know, they the the writers are taking inspiration from the yes. actors. I mean, it, and if we could take the most extreme example, it'd be a chorus line, of course, because those the whole show was written about. Literally, they were the the actors. They maybe changed the names to you know protect the innocent, but those stories were literally from the chorus people that Michael Bennett had wine with that one night when they recorded all of it. Yes. So they should certainly be compensated for that. That would be a very extreme example. But if, if you're just reading, if the, if it's someone who's very precise on their work and it's kind of done, although then why would you be having a developmental lab? Because the whole point is that you're trying out stuff. But I, I yeah, this, I hear the, I hear the question that you're raising and I, and I do think it's a very, I think it's a little muddy. I don't think that's a very clear answer. So, and this is only affecting producers in the Broadway league. So these are only broad commercial Broadway commercial producers. So, for example, if I'm a producer and I'm not in the Broadway league, I can still continue on with readings and workshops. I believe so. I was just uh, working, and I will try to not use any names, but I, a, a colleague has was going to work on the Michael Jackson show, mm. and that they were going to do a lab, but now it has to be postponed. And, and this person was very uh, bummed because there was work that they were planning on having. Was this a, an actor that was going to be in it? Uh, no. No? Okay, great. Yeah. Um, well, I know, for example, that Chasing Rainbows, which is the Judy Garland yeah. musical, yeah. Um, is still having its its lab and workshop because it's not a 
producer associated with the Broadway League. Gotcha. Um, so then, who is not really budging? I mean, this so is. So can like, I ask you this? Yeah. What's I? I don't want to plant any ideas in anyone's heads, but what what would be the? Let's say I'm a producer in the Broadway League. Mm-hmm. Why can't I say, "Fine, you don't want to try out Working Girl the Musical with Broadway actors"? Great, I'm going to go to the University of Michigan, or I'm going to go to Pace University, and I'm going to work with their college students and yeah. not not lose any money well, they, and figure out what works and what doesn't. I, there are, I mean, th- people have done that in the past, you know, I mean, like Little Women yeah. was done at Duke, you know, and uh, and there, I mean, they, there's definitely, that is a route that people have started to tap into is going to universities. Now, a lot of regional theaters, and I'm going to talk about this later today, but the regional theaters have tapped into that market as well for, you know, developing shows and using college talent because college students yeah. are just so freaking talented now. Well, we um, started that at Penn State in yeah. 2006. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it still goes on today. Yeah. It still goes on today. But we started that in 2006 yeah. of bringing people in so, to develop musicals. And I think it all depends on where the show is and its gestation period. Yeah. You know, is it ready for... Because sometimes when you work with students, that's great. It's awesome. But sure. sometimes you get to a point where you think, okay, all right, now we need to have the right people for the right age play the right parts. Exactly. And the right, you know, seasoned actors who have, you know, a, bit, a little veterans and maybe, you know, you know, how to dig a little bit deeper into the material. Not to say the college students don't, but no, it's but I, varying I was, degrees I, sometimes. I was just speaking to, to a colleague, a very high-profile colleague, who took their show to a college. Yeah. And I said, how did it go? And he said, not really. He goes, we didn't really learn anything because I had to spend most of the time teaching them how to... Act. Exactly, and I yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. So I get that. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I'm interested to hear what other people's and opinions I definitely are. think that actors should be paid for that work. You know, a, a raise and that and that that fee that they get for that developmental. Life, I definitely. I agree 110 percent that a raise should yeah. come into place. What I need more clarification on Agreed. is how does this point sharing work? So if anyone out there knows and is willing to share either on Twitter like to, or Facebook, yeah. let us know exactly how that's planning on working because I'm I'm really interested to see how this develops. Yeah, because uh, we're going to be at a standstill. It seems yeah, like. It's very, yeah. Well, then I heard that if you're an EMC candidate, mm-hmm. uh, which is an equity membership candidacy, right. you, you need 20, now you need 25 points um, to join the union. It used to be 50. <laughs> like when I was a kid, yeah, when I was a kid, yeah, it was they like dropped it to 25. Wow. Um, and by the way, those that means for yeah, those who, this, the, yeah. the muggles, that when you're an equity membership candidate, that means that you're a non equity actor, meaning you're not in the union, um, but the union, you have sort of um, uh, sort of started your association with the union. It's like and an if apprenticeship. You, yeah, and if you are in a union show, meaning that there is equity contracts within the show, it's usually at a regional theater. Um, it, it's not on Broadway because everyone on Broadway has to be in the u- union. Um, but uh, most most mostly, except if it's a regional theater on Broadway. Um, but they, if you're by sheer by being in that show each week that you're in that show, it counts as a membership week. So by the time you accrue 25 weeks, which could be a, a summer stock or a, a season at a regional theater, you get your equity card. Yeah. So for example, if you're doing eight weeks at a summer stock that offers EMC points, right. you'll leave with eight points. That's right. And then when you hit 25, it's up to you whether or not you want to join the union. Indeed. You're not required to. You do not have. But to, you have yeah. the points when you're ever whenever you're available that's right. to. That's also very controversial it's, it for is. many reasons. And there's and now we've had an influx because of that we've had an influx of young actors who are in equity and if you go to any opening call, open call like an equity course call or if you even just now you sign up online and if you don't sign up within the first 3 minutes all the slots are gone because there's so very many fast. people. It's just these especially like these summer stock gigs. I mean if you go to Marigold Playhouse, go to audition update which is what tells you how busy all it is every each audition. It's some people get there at 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning. It's, oh, it's, it's not. It's people 
yeah. set, start that unofficial list at, oh, at yes. three o'clock oh, yes. in the morning for all that stuff. Yeah, no, it's it's very it's it's gotten very busy. The but did you hear what Equity told the EMC? No candidates. No, I don't. Equity told the people that are not union but have EMC points that you are not allowed to take a contract with the Broadway League for a reading or developmental workshop. And if they find out that you did, they're going to bar you from, or they're going to prohibit you from joining the union when you have all 25 points. That's tough. That's that's really, that's... I have some very, I am union proud. Mm-hmm. Same. I'm a, I'm a proud Same. member of SDC, the mm-hmm. director's union. Um, I have some very strong feelings about all of this right now because they're not paying it. They're not paying any dues. They're getting no benefits of other than that. They're a part of a professional show and they have the potential to be in the union, but they're not, they're not getting any union benefits other than they get to sit in the equity lounge when they go up to equity. <laughs> yeah. So folks, if, if you, if you know anything about the second, oh, I understand the pay raise. That sure. makes sense to me. I'm very confused about the second part. And I will do my research and go on, you know, it's my union. I mean, I, I'm embarrassed and I'm literally talking about this right now and I don't know all of the facts, um, I, but I don't think anybody knows all of the facts. Well, it's interesting because I have, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to. I would like to know more about it. Okay. I would like to know more about. We'll get it. back to you, listeners, and or you come to you us. Care. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then also, and one more thing, really quickly. Yeah. I'm so sorry. One of our great listeners, Ray Camp, who is a Love brilliant Ray. graphic designer yeah. and does such great work, he had said to me because I just met him out in Los Angeles. He yeah. had said, you know, he said I'm sometimes not confused. He said, but I'm curious. You know, sometimes you and I, Kevin and I, mm-hmm. will discuss things, and he's like, "I'm not really sure what that means." Mm. Like to say, like, "Oh, um, it's a re- it was part of the regional theater," and we're like, "Or what's the difference between a regional theater and a summer?" Well, I'll say Lort, and it's like, "What the heck? What's is a Lort, Lort theater?" You know, League of so, theaters. and he said, "You guys should do a podcast or an episode every once in a while where you go through and you explain." What all this terminology That's means. Cool. So, if anyone is interested in that, let us know. Or if you're like, nope, we got we it. Can we can slide it in. We don't need anything. God else. knows we get off track and we can <laughs> slide it in somehow in our normal conversations. Absolutely. Too. And, and I'll do a better job of giving context to things whenever we do talk about like 29 hour reading. What the heck is that? You know, that kind oh, of stuff. But you know what everybody can look at now, though, in the meantime, What's while that? they're waiting for us to decide hey, Kevin, did you see that article on, from the New York Times about the young actress who had moved to New York? <laughs> Uh-huh. Did you see this? So, folks, this, this is, I want to be very clear, this is not my favorite thing by any means whatsoever. But I think for a good laugh, you should all head over to the New York Times because the New York Times decided to publish an article that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. The article is called Making Her De- New York Debut off Broadway. I got halfway through it and I honestly was was like I'm It is by an author name or a, a writer named Joyce Cohen. Mm. Joyce, I would love to talk to you. It says for her first home in the city, an aspiring actress finds that the theater district is a better place to work than to live. This is about a student named Melissa Miller who has just graduated from Muhlenberg College in Allentown, Pennsylvania, My to birthplace. pursue an acting really yeah. an acting and voiceover career. I would like you all to look up this article about Melissa Miller, where she explains what she is looking for in an apartment. Um, she has some requirements. Running water. She says, well, I wanted, she goes, I wanted to live alone. 
Okay. She goes, I had too many bad roommate experiences with people I thought I knew. That's okay, but when you come to New York, most people have a roommate. Everyone but I has totally like understand a bedroom in like Washington Heights. And it says, for her new home, her requirements included a doorman, a laundry room, and not too many stairs. Hey, just so you're aware, I'm 36 years old, and I still live on a fifth floor walk-up. Hey, guess what? I know people who are in their 60s that won a Tony Award that are also living with roommates on a fifth floor walk up. So I would love for you all to take a look at this. Oh, by the way, in mid-fall with a rental budget of 2000 a month. What the heck is she doing? Melissa. Melissa, 2000 a month. God bless you. God bless you. She wasn't happy with anything she saw. But here's my favorite part of all of this, ladies and gentlemen. She found an apartment she liked. For two thousand for twenty three hundred dollars. Ooh, a little over budget. By the way, that's more than my rent, and I'm in a two bedroom in Astoria. I have no shame in this. I pay sixteen thirty a month. Oh, nice. And even that, yeah. I am thirty six years old. I have nine hundred jobs. I pay sixteen thirty six a month. Somehow at twenty two, she's got. $2,300 to spend. So I love it. So she shows her, her family, and her dad says that the neighborhood she's in is not good. He's, this is what dad says. If you can buy a dollar, sorry, if you can buy pizza for a dollar, you're not in the right neighborhood. They're targeting tourists. So I'd like you all to read this article. I'm going to be honest with you. I read this article, Kevin, and I'm like, this is The Onion. Yeah. Like, this is from The Onion. It sounds like the lady was, like, taking the piss out of it. I mean, like, the writer was taking the piss, but no, it was very serious. I don't know. Listen, it was treated very seriously. So I would like you all to read this article, and then I'm going to say, allegedly, (laughs) I know people who went to the school with her and have some interesting comments about her and her involvement with the school and her lack of involvement with the school. So this is all allegedly, and you can all take a look at it and do your own research. There it is. But if you want a good laugh, I am sorry. If they sell a a dollar slice of pizza, I'm all worked up. That pizza's good, too. A dollar slice of pizza is the best pizza you can buy. All right. Okay. Just call um, all I'm, right, I'm, favorite things, favorite things. I have no favorite, favorite things. things. Is that your favorite thing right there? No, I have another right. favorite. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thing. What's right. your, do you have a favorite thing? I do, actually. It's going to be very obvious. but And this is the first time we've ever actually done this, I believe. But um, as men, I'm just going to go there. As many of, you, many of you know, I was at uh, Goodspeed up in East Haddam, Connecticut. Yes, you were. Uh, and I would like to... My favorite thing is Goodspeed Musicals, uh, the, the theatrical company, the not-for-profit theatrical company that was started in 1968. Um, um, and Amazing. It, it's 
because what they do, I was kind of rocked. I always had heard of Goodspeed, and Goodspeed has kind of like the home where it's like the home where musical theaters are born or something like that. And it's it's and if you ever see the opera house that it's which was never an opera house actually, it was for plays built in like the 1870s, and it's this gorgeous, gorgeous white castle like building on the you know on the the banks of the Connecticut River. It's so picturesque when you go there, um, and it's this little tiny little village East Haddam, and it's they basically own the whole town, and mm. it's mm. now they've got all this housing, and you just walk everywhere. But but what they do there and the passion that all of the employees have, they have a, like 80 people work for the company full all year round, and they've all been there like decades. They've all, it's not like some theaters, you know, someone comes in to company manager for a year and then goes to the next theater. And now granted, it is kind of like the Rolls Royce of, of regional theaters, but um, they, they stay there for years and years and years and work their way up. And, and you know, the stage manager is now the executive producer. And it's, it's just, I, I just was amazed by the passion of the people there, but it's also what they do. Now, granted, you all know, or maybe you do that. This is where a lot of shows started at Goodspeed and then transferred to Broadway, like Annie, Man of La Mancha, Shenandoah, there's many, 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 many more. I think they had something like 21 shows come to Broadway. Now, Andy definitely made them the most amount of money, and like they are where they are today because of these kinds of shows making them money, that which helps. Oh, a bunch of those, weren't those like the very good Eddies and like oh, yeah, Five yeah, yeah. O'Clock no, Girl? And they definitely were like, because originally they wanted to cultivate shows that had sort of been lost and to revitalize them like Very Good Eddie or even like A Tree Grows in Brooklyn they did a couple years or 10 years ago. Um, and then now they cultivate new shows as well. They have two theaters. They have the Norma Terrace Theater, which is sort of their their sort of sister theater, that, which they do the new works there. Um, but I'm I was really blown away by their programs that they have. So I was there as part of their New Works Festival, which is just a two-week-long intensive uh, for three shows are done uh, and uh, with... um performed like on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, each one, there's a reading of each. And then the, the two weeks prior, you know, where they are working on, I mentioned this the two weeks ago when we were talking and they use college students from university of Hartford that stay on, you know, I call it campus cause it does feel like camp, but um, that stay in the town and we all like, we work together and we rewrite at night and then show up the next day and add stuff and fix it. And so it culminates with this, this festival where they also have panels. They had cabarets at night of people from New York that came in. Sheena Taub was supposed to do it, but then she got sick. So she had to cancel, but I was really excited excited to see her I perform know, you know, know you know I'm, and um and um, and so the new works is one thing that they do then they also have this johnny mercer writers colony uh which is the first of its kind in the country solely dedicated to developing new musicals so writers go up for they have like a four-week span of doing this where you go up and literally you just write you just get to write all day long and and it's a safe place to to write and cultivate new shows and if you look at their list on their website they've been doing it for years all the names you recognize. Like mm. everybody who's who's ever written a Broadway show, it seems like they've been in this writer colony. And they they pay for it. You know, they get grants to to because I said to the one of the the people that worked, I said, How do you can afford this? And they said, Well, we get monies and we, you know, our ticket, you know, donors and all of that, but they they write grants and they get all this money from you know corporations and stuff like that. Then they also have this library, the share library of musical theater, which is the like share library? Yeah, C S C H E R E R. Sharer. I thought you meant like share. Oh, share. <laughs> Fucking turn back to home. No, the, <laughs> the whole library. Um, and I went into it, and it was Rob. It was magical. Yeah. It was absolutely magical because they have every LP cast album ever. It's the biggest of its kind for musical theater research in the country. They say on their website, uh, they have every libretto from every rare show. Um, they have they have archival videos of every single Goodspeed show that's ever been done. They have periodicals. They, I mean, every single thing you can think of is in this research library. Mm. 
I know. I was in, I, and you know what really sucks is that I, my, my rehearsals from 10 until 6, and the library was only open from 10 until 6 every day. So I would like run on my lunch break for like half an hour just to go peruse. Because it was just, if you were ever up in the Connecticut area, I cannot highly recommend And it's open to the public. You just can go in. Can we and, just like go in one day? And Yes, Rob. And it's only two hours away from New York City. And unlike the Lincoln Center Library, where like they're like, you have to check it out, and then they are like looking at you, and you have to wear white gloves or what. You could just, you just can take what you want. All the stacks are open, and you grab it. You don't, they encourage you to just leave it on the table. They'll put it back for you, and you just get to, you just, yeah. It's this appeals just to heaven. both my apathy oh, and my interests. It's, uh, Amazing, um, and so yeah, uh, I'm yeah, I'm just like completely rocked by all of it. So the, all of that is under the umbrella of Goodspeed musicals. Not to mention they do you know a season of amazing oh, sure. shows like they're going to do uh, Billy Elliot, Music Man, um, and then a new show. So a lot of times the works from the new works will eventually get done at Goodspeed or elsewhere. Come from away was part of the new yeah. work series five years ago. Well, Sue Frost, yes, exactly. Yeah. How cool is that? Sue Frost was an executive there and worked her way up at at, at Goodspeed as well. And now how beautiful that. The show that was cultivated there is her production that became such a success. Um, so I, I was just—I always knew that they were wonderful, but to actually go there and experience it and witness it firsthand and see the passion that they all have—my um, hat—I tip my hat to them because they're doing great work and it trickles down to everywhere in the business. I think I and doff so. my hat to you, sir. <laughs> yeah. So check it out, and you can actually look up their their research library. You can actually go online. They have the whole database online. So really? Can, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I didn't know that until I was doing research I hate for this. To put you on the spot. Do you yeah. know the website to it? Like, yeah, yeah. Just, it's, on, it's, it's on the Goodspeed. You just go on the Goodspeed website. It's like goodspeed.org, I think. I yeah, go, that sounds Just right. Google it, y'all. And then on the right-hand side, it'll be like share library of catalog. And Amazing. you click on it. And I like, you know, I was looking up Foxy because, you know, hello. So it, it was and oh, it was yeah. all there. They had the libretto. They had everything. So, We're working on Foxy. Yeah. You hear that, John? That yeah. So uh, April 4th. Yeah, there you go. We're, you heard it here, folks. April 4th, we're doing an in-concert of that rarely heard chestnut it's foxy. The, it's the Johnny Mercer. That's it's, right. It's a Johnny Speaking Mercer of Johnny show. Mercer, yeah. That's actually how appropriate is that? Yeah. Is that right, April 4th? No? We're, Rob's looking it up right now. No. John's probably John, yelling at us right John, now. John Moss. Actually, this is all John's idea. John is our our wonderful... No, it's April 9th. <laughs> See, he's John. yelling at us this whole time. He was like, no! John April is 9th, screaming. April 9th, April 9th, yes. April 9th. Very quickly. We have John, a lot of concerts, guys. <laughs> John Moss, who's one of our wonderful listeners um, and used to work for David Merrick and has amazing stories that I so wish he would come on the podcast oh, yeah. and share. But he is he is he's dutiful. He's loyal he's loyal to to, to keeping the secrets. Yes. I appreciate that. Um, came to us with this idea of doing Johnny Mercer's musical Foxy. Um, which, if you remember, is the Burt Lahr, Larry Blyden musical from the 1960s. Um, what are you laughing at? What are you laughing like at? If you remember. Like if you remember all seven of you. All seven of you. So anyway, though, we're very excited. We're going to be doing it at yeah. 54 in concert. It's a fun score. It's a charming score. It's a really charming score. And what John has done, and I think it's done it really brilliantly, has put a lot of... Uh, songs from the Mercer catalog that we've not heard before. Mm -hmm. He's integrated them into the show. So it's not going to be just the score. And there was no cast recording of Foxy ever made, original cast recording. Yes, yes. There was one from, I think, Musicals Tonight where yes. it sounds, yes, there's yes. There's, there's a recording. Mm -hmm. But yes. anyway, our cast is pretty epic. Richard Kind's going to be in it, Chip Zion, David Garrison, Clay Elder. Oh. Um, it's a pretty good group so far of, yeah. of folks that are coming out to, to, to retell this story. So please, please, please join us on April 9th 
um, which is a Tuesday at seven o'clock to hear the s- score of Foxy, yeah. which has I'll be music directing. Rob's directing. Kevin's music directing. I'm directing. It's going to be a lot of fun. Be fun. So come out and join us for that. Yeah. Uh, but Foxy is not my favorite thing. This okay. Week. What is your favorite thing? Well, Roberto? Kevin, I'm going to be honest with you. My favorite thing this week was inspired by watching a television series. Surprise, surprise. And the person who stars in the series had an amazing musical theater career. Oh. And I think it's time that we honor her and celebrate her on our podcast. Um, We've talked about this performer before. She is, uh, she was, unfortunately, she passed, I think, way too young, a brilliant performer. And it's Nell Carter. Oh, Nell Carter. The great, wonderful. Are you watching like 227 or something? No, she wasn't on 227. She was on Gimme a Break. That's what it was. Another NBC sitcom, and that's fine. Give me a break is a wonderful television show. Somebody uploaded I can't the, you entire the network. Wait, <laughs> you kill me. Came on you Tuesdays were, at nine thirty. I cannot believe you were just like, no, another NBC. I yes. love it. So anyway, uh, folks, Nell Carter to me. I've been watching the show that she was on in the eighties called Give Me a Break, which is where she played like the nanny to yeah. a household, right? Yeah. But she sings in every episode. Yeah. I'm sorry, her voice is incredible. And I think she's just as funny as Lucille Ball when it comes to television comedy. You watch some of these episodes. They're all free, everybody, so jump in. One, she's going to sing in every episode. Give me a break. Give me a break. She's going to sing in every episode. Thank God for that. Yeah. But there's also, I was so excited yesterday, Kevin, there was an episode where she like won a trip to New York. And (laughs) they, it's a little, okay, it's a little 80s and awkward, but they have her singing on Broadway. As she's walking down, like, they like say the neon lights. lights are bright on Broadway, on Broadway. Um, horribly dubbed, real bad lip syncing going on. But they show all the marquees of all the shows running. I love when you see marquees, like, in his, you know. And so you're like, and what show did they go to see that night? What? Tap Dance Kid. Oh, of course. Tap Dance Kid. Oh, Alfonso Rivera. Yeah. Oh, Saving yeah. Glover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's a good, anyway, it's a good episode. Oh. Um, but her. Vocal talent is so incredible to me. And if you're unfamiliar with her, please go onto YouTube, type in Nell, N-E-L-L, Carter, C-A-R-T-E-R. Her big thing that she's probably known for more than anything is Ain't Must Behaven. Yeah. But there's more than that. I mean, But there's... there's more than that. And first of all, thank God Ain't Must Behaven was recorded. I mean, In yes. its entirety for people to Truth. watch because it's absolutely brilliant. That's on YouTube too. Also on YouTube. But there's also some great stuff of Nell Carter like singing on uh, Eliza Minnelli special. Oh. Um, have her doing Friend Like Me from the Academy Awards in 1992 from Aladdin. Um, and Ooh. unfortunately, she died young uh, of diabetes. Um, but the, and she, she, one of the things I really applaud about her is she had a very um, strong substance abuse problem, mm. but never hit it was very open about her substance abuse issues and about how hard it was to uh, rebuild her life the many, many times that she fell off the wagon and how she got back on and how she got herself back into rehab and how she got herself back into recovery. So I really applaud her honesty. I really applaud her vulnerability. And I think you can see that in all of her performances. You can watch the 1978 Tony Awards where they sing from Amos Behaven and you can see how funny and sassy she is. And then you can watch my favorite Broadway, The Leading Ladies, mm. and watch her sing Mean to Me. And I forgot. Yeah, she, she was, was on that. that. I used to love and that. break your heart. There was also the big controversy when she was in the revival of Annie. Miss Hannigan. She was Miss Hannigan. That's right. But yeah, when they did the commercial, 
they kept for the revival, they kept showing footage of Marsha Lewis as Miss Hannigan. And she was like, maybe they just don't want people to know that there's a black Miss Hannigan. Maybe they don't want people to know that there's a black Nell Carter. And the producers turned around and said, oh, it's just too expensive to reshoot a commercial. You're on Broadway. Okay. You're on Broadway. No. You're you can't afford to reshoot no. a commercial with your leading lady. With Nell? Can you imagine? Carter? Yeah, you're going to star in this, but listen, here's the deal. We're just going to keep the old person. No, that's that does no, that doesn't happen. That makes make no sense to me. So I'm very curious if any the, anybody here worked on that production-wise. Let me know why you thought it wasn't a, a right to like put Nell Carter in the commercial. We've interviewed people, Rob, that that were on that worked on that. Martin Charnin. Oh yeah. I want an answer. I was like, wait, who do we? Oh, right, Martin Charnin, the writer and director. Yeah. Duh. We've had them <laughs> all on. Um, so anyway, there's a lot of great stuff about her. You can watch her and uh, Andy Gibbs sing "Up Where We Belong." Mm. Uh, but then also, like I said, watch a couple of episodes of. Uh, give me a break because like I said, she's probably going to be singing in one of the mm-hmm, episodes. Mm-hmm. The New York episode is pretty great because you get to see her like, you know, live her best life. She was also on a bunch of Tony awards broadcasts. So you can get, watch her do that. Awesome. And she's so funny presenting awards. Like when in 1986, she's presenting the award for best costume. Mm-hmm. And she says the only way she's going to read the winner is if the winner agrees to make her a dress. <laughs> That's funny. So, and she's funny. She was sassy. She was great. But like I said, she was lost to us way too soon. Yeah. When she was, when she passed, she was doing a production of Raisin. They were in rehearsals to mm. do Raisin out in Long Beach, and she was going to play Mama, and then oh. I'm sure she would have been great. And I think of all the other great roles that she probably would have done had she yeah. lived Mama long Rose. enough. Oh my God! Imagine. imagine her as Mama Rose. Uh, imagine her as Motormouth Maybell and yep. Hairspray. Yep. Um, there's 90 million things yeah. she could have done. Wow. And I think like she also could have done stuff like Nice Work If You Can Get It, like yeah. the Judy K role in that. Oh, yeah. She would have been so funny in that. Actually, yes. out of the box casting, Drowsy Chaperone. She, her is the Drowsy Chaperone. Oh my gosh. Would have been fun. That would have been hysterical. So anyway, I think I it's that. good to honor her. It's 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 it so is, nice yeah. to like look back on the amazing career that she's had. Watch that montage. Maybe we'll we'll post it so you can see her lip syncing ain't the best. That's but you okay. get to see all these amazing marquees for shows. There's a Doonesbury marquee. Oh, wow. There's a tap dance kid marquee. Um, and it's just her walking up and down the street singing. She's so funny. She's mm. so funny. And the Joey Lawrence is on it. Little young Joey Lawrence. Oh, wow. And his brother Matthew Lawrence. Oh, my gosh. And Rosie O'Donnell. <gasps> Apparently, they didn't get along. Yeah, okay. Rosie O'Donnell and Nell Carter did not get along. She would have been a funny Miss Lynch. Yeah. Yeah. I just have 90 million roles I, know, I wanted I to know. see her play. Anything yeah. else I'm trying to think of that she could be in? She could have done anything. <laughs> Put her in a cast and she's Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> Waving through a window. Oh, a good one. Her her voice has that it's nasal. That pingy little. Yeah. Like, little pingy. yeah. <laughs> no, that's not good. That's not good. I don't good. know what that was. That was a rat being punched to death. That's what that was. I'm so sorry. I will never attempt to like try to get the nasal pinginess of her voice ever again. I am so sorry that our listeners had to hear that. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm sorry. Yeah. The rat that I just crushed was a lab rat. It was. Hashtag. Oh, good one. See? Full circle. Coming. We're coming You're full welcome. circle, folks. So you think we don't have this plan full sometimes, circle. but... We don't. How dare your mom say we go <laughs> off track? We have... We... we, we our, our objective... Was to list our favorite things. We have completed our objective. Mm-hmm. And so much more. We are, you know what? We have a comp, we are multitasking. That's right. 
Hey, did anyone That's like my Walter Matthau impression? When? From last week. Oh, I don't know. I didn't hear anybody. Talk yeah, about people texted me and said it was <laughs> really, really good. <laughs> yeah, I do enjoy your Walter Matthau. So actually, thank you. I just yeah, wanted to brag one. a little bit. No, you did. I'm going to work on more impressions. Is there anybody oh. I should be working on? Is there anyone that wouldn't annoy you? No, you're lying to me. <laughs> You're lying. Just because you're wearing a cute sweater today, you think you can get away with lying? He's wearing this beautiful powder blue sweater (laughs) with a blue and black checkered dress shirt underneath it. Yeah, I call it my Rob Schneider uniform because Rob always wears like a really nice button-up shirt with like a nice... like. Nice sweater over a V-neck sweater. You always do. It's your. It's my uniform. uniform. Yeah, so I, when I put this on it, I thought I'm going to see Rob. I got to wear the uniform. And you know what's so funny? When I wear flannel, I think of you. Oh, yeah, I like that. Is there anyone I should work on though? Is there anyone that would not annoy you? No, no. I love. I I joke. I love them all mostly. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just did a dry listeners. Take to how about we ask listeners? Listeners. Oh, okay. Who should Rob learn? Listeners, is there anybody that You're you would dying like to, to hear? Him. Because we've, you know, we've really covered the big hits like Sergio Franchi, you know, that <laughs> we, guy from I mean, Tattoo. We, we hit the ones you know, the kids like. Really, the, the ones that everybody knows, especially the young people. So, you, you know, know, the young, young people love like, a Sergio Franchi. Yeah. Oh, when Nell Carter's walking down the street. Yeah. They, she goes by the nine marquee and, and it says Sergio Franchi <laughs> in nine. It. That's awesome. In nine. So if you guys oh know anybody else that you think I can work on, please let me know. I'm, right. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get there. It's great. I really want to surprise Kevin. I don't, I don't want it to always be like the same, oh, here comes this one, here comes that one. Yeah. I want to just spice it up a little bit. Unfortunately, I'm not really an actor, so my, my ability is, that. is limited. My, my mm. range is limited. Yeah. I, I'm not versatile. Yeah. I'm not like the Meryl Streep of acting. Okay. We'll see. I I'm like you Tom are. Streep. You're like <laughs> From the Pepper Pot Playhouse. Hey, also, folks, don't forget, this week... You have favorite things, but next week you don't have favorite That's things. That's right. We're not going to see you for two weeks. We'll we'll talk to you, but not favorite things. It's our set is still wet. Yes, good. You know the title. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. The set is still wet, and that's where we're going to sit down. And we're going to talk to people about their experiences before before they hit it big. In yeah. This business that we call when we show. took it even more seriously when we were doing it when we were in community theater and in summer stock how we took it very seriously our first guest next week just so you're all ready for her, her name is becky spiegelman becky was the one who inspired the idea for this whole podcast and becky is going to tell us about her children's theater experiences <laughs> some great and you have to admit stories. those are pretty like no, jaw-dropping yeah. stories oh yeah and if you don't believe becky she has videos of all of them, and I've seen them. The oh, I've clips. seen them. We have the post clips. Kevin, you wouldn't believe it. We have the post clips. All right. So we'll see you all, all right. next week for our new thing, The Set's Still Wet. And if there's anyone you think we should interview for that, yeah. let us know. Yeah, hit us up. It doesn't have to be legends anymore. It doesn't Ooh, have to be people we want in the business younger. for a long time. We'll take blood. anybody. Right. Anybody. If you got anybody who works, <laughs> we'll take. I'll go to the Cosmic Diner and ask the waiters. Yes, I did production. Right now you're, re- you're regular, yeah. They love me at Cosmic. Well, of course they I do. go, I've never felt so seen in my life. I go in, hello, how are you? It's like on 8th, everyone at New Yorkers, it's on 8th Avenue and like what, 52nd? 52nd. Yeah. Um, and it's just your know, nice, normal little it's diner. It's a 24-hour diner. They know me. They treat me like royalty. You, know, you are, Rob. You are. I know I'm going to have that fall from grace like 30 years from now when like nobody knows who I'm. And I'm like, can I get my table? And they're like, no. Somebody <laughs> already has, has it. Your picture's taken down. It's yeah, no just longer like, up there. Yeah, just like one tier. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you a sad story really quickly. Should I? I want to. No, I'll tell you a sad story really quickly. I once went to a, what's that, Broadway diner? Do you know where Broadway diner is? Uh-uh. It's it looks like, like like an old like fifties diner. Okay, 
they put plaques oh, of yeah. people, like the name of like famous people that have been there. Yeah. And I once went with someone and he was like, oh, come look at my plaque. Come look at my plaque. They took his plaque Who's down. gone? Yeah. Oh! I was like, oh! It's like Sardis when they rearranged the, the pictures. Where, where's, where's my photo, Joe? <laughs> I don't know, Mr. Schneider. You don't know, Joe. You used to be hanging here on the column next to Dorothy Kilgallen. <laughs> It was me, Dorothy Kilgallen, and Doug Henning. <laughs> Doug Henning. <laughs> Did Doug make me disappear? <laughs> see, we tie that in because it's Good a job. magic show. Yeah, no, I see. I or see. Merlin. I loved Merlin. So there, there were shows on Broadway. There it's was about ma- magic. Oh, my God. Sorry. It's about wonder. It's about take your breath away. And then they would only let him go, don't you love a surprise? <laughs> They wouldn't even let the guy and sing. It was like a musical. I put air quotes because really it was just an excuse to have him do his magic because that's all the people were coming for. But, oof, Lord. Tigers and lions. Mm. What was the thing where they had that snowstorm and they had to cancel because none of the animals could get that's to right. the theater? That's right. That's a really sad story. All right. That's a sad <sighs> story. Poor Doug Henning. Well, he did okay. He did. Hey, he had a big career. Yeah. The magic show ran forever. Yeah. I love to see, you know what? And, and the album's really cool because it has like this little, uh, I'm really nerding out now, but they, they give you like a little magic trick in the album, the LP. What? Yeah, there's like a little, like, help me out listeners, but there's like a thing, because I have it, and there's like a little thing, fold out thing, and you can, something scope, some scope type of thing, and it was, yeah. Really? There's a magic trick I in the album so, cover? yeah. Or some sort of added fun thing that That's related to so the show. That's so cool. Yeah. You know who we should get on the podcast? Dale Souls. She sang. She sings West End Avenue. Oh, right. She's on Orange Is the New Black now. Oh, cool. But she did a lot of Broadway shows. Nice. What is your favorite song from the Magic Show? Mine is not West I End to Avenue. Be a lion tamer. Oh no! Really? I just think it's a silly, weird song. Style. Oh, I love style. Nice. Got style, flair, je ne sais quoi. Okay, that's just fine. Nice. Sung by David Ogden Styers. I told you who he was before. Yes, you might know him from MASH, but he's also the voice of... Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yes, uh, TikTok, the, TikTok. Yes, the, the clock. Yeah. Cogsworth. Yeah, Cogsworth. The clock. Can I tell you my biggest regret in life? What, Rob? Is that when I used to act, I really wanted to be Lumiere in Beauty Aww. and the Beast, and I know that all anybody would cast me as is, is Cogsworth. Cogsworth. I know. That's the that's the tough thing about I'm a Lumiere in a Cogsworth body. <laughs> and on that note... I'm going to go cry now. We'll leave you. See you all soon. Have a great week. Bye. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.